Cubo, amigos míos. Bienvenidos a Dapper Dividends número 42. I said Cubo because that is Colombian for what's up. That's Colombian slang. And I learned that from a wonderful podcast called Espanolistos. They speak to each other in Spanish. Nate and Andrea. Andrea is from Colombia. And Nate is from the United States, Los Estados Unidos. And he is a Yankee like I am, a gringo. And I hear his Spanish much easier. But check it out. If you're looking for something interesting, check them out. Que chévere. How cool. You'll even learn some Colombian slang while you're at it. One thing I was doing last night is I thought of a trick I used to do in the Navy when I was in boot camp. When I was trying to fall asleep, it was very nerve-wracking. So I started, when I was trying to drift off to sleep and go to sleep, I would close my mind, shut everything out, close my eyes, and replay if I would be able to walk through a room in, in my house or if I was walking up to the house. One memory in particular, and I did this last night, when I was about 11, 12 years old, I had a friend that lived maybe four blocks away from my grandparents when I was living with them. And it was wintertime and I had to come on when the streetlights came on. So obviously in North America, in the winter, it gets dark early. So about 5.30 or so, it was dark. The streetlights were on. So I was walking home. It was snowing. And I walked into, I walked up to my grandparents' house. And the side drive, they had a double lot. I walked in the door into the kitchen, and I still can remember hearing the door open, how it felt. Off to the right was my grandma making dinner, and the whole house just smelled like pot roast. And the uh, windows were uh, condensated. They were fogging up because it was so cold outside and it was warm inside. And I just remember turning to the left and off to the living room. My grandpa was in there watching the news. So what I would do is I would see if I could walk through the whole house in my memory, if I remembered what was on the walls, what was through every door in the various rooms, how they had things set up, go downstairs, how was that set up, the sights, the smells, the sounds, basically just a walk through my memory. Try doing this when you're falling asleep tonight. Just do it, it's it's pretty fun. Pick a time and a place in your life, anywhere. I'll do this now with when I was on the boat in the Navy. I will walk up to the ship and walk up the gangplank and just if I, well, I was on it in January, which was pretty cool. And it's still, as I remember it is, but it seemed a little bit smaller. So do that with your house. Where did you grow up? Wherever you grew up, one of the favorite places that you spent a lot of time in your life. When you're falling asleep right now, close your eyes, be still and imagine yourself walking through it. And even if you can interact with the people in your mind, it's very cool, it's very relaxing. It's it's very, uh, I don't know what to say, just try it. You'll you'll like it, you'll appreciate it. And as I said that, I just, I just did another something I learned from somebody in the Navy. I tightened my stomach up. Something I wanna get back into, there was a guy, Pete Fern, that I served with, and he was a little, little bit older than I was. And he had a, he was a, a bodybuilder. He would work out all the time because he got in trouble drinking. So he quit drinking alcohol and the habit he used to break that, as I remember him telling me that uh, you needed to supplant, you needed to find out what the reward was that your brain was craving. So for him, it was the experience that went along with drinking alcohol, but it negatively 
impacted him. So he started lifting weights instead and he stopped drinking. He went to AA and he replaced the drinking with a weightlifting community. And all they did was lift weights. And anyway, he had a very ripped six pack. And I remember him saying that all day long when he was standing, when he was walking, when he was sitting, he was always flexing his abdominal muscles, constantly working them. Because every time you pull him in and tighten those abdominal muscles, it, it, it exercises them. He's like, I remember him saying all day long, I get to exercise my abdominal muscles. So try that. Uh, <laughs> see right, right here with Dapper Dividends. Look at that. It's more than just finance, that old adage, that uh, healthy, wealthy, and wise. It is about that. If, if basically Dapper Dividends, yes, it's about dividend growth investing, which I love, and I am a dividend growth investor, but if there's anything I know or can think of that will help improve your life or just add value to the universe, I'm going to say it, and that's the point of dividends. Anything that will pay dividends in wisdom, in wealth, and in what is the other one I'm thinking of? Health. I thought it was a W. I wanted to get the three Ws, but I can't. Somehow I'll, I'll massage the health into a W too. Um, yeah, and, and here's another thing. I was driving today and I saw Cicero Avenue in Chicago. It's a very, uh, not famous, but it's a, a North South Street. And it is also the name of the town next to the one I grew up in, Berwyn. So if you go to Google and you look at Berwyn, Illinois, you will see just east of it is Cicero, Illinois, and then uh, the city of Chicago. So Cicero was a Roman statesman, an orator. And I remember being in high school and one of my history teachers uh, commenting on if you want to read about uh, thoughts on death and life from a long time ago and to see how different it is, but how much the same it is, you should read people like Cicero, Seneca, Marcus Aurelius. So today that was a thought I had. I, I think I'm going to look for an audiobook on Marcus Aurelius or Seneca or Cicero, and we'll see how that goes. We have access to these peoples from thousands of years ago, and we can hear what was the same and what was different about the life's that they're living. Uh, and just exactly that. Speaking of the universe, I mentioned the universe. Did you write a goal down yet? I'm telling you, you've got to write your goal down on paper, whatever it is, write your goal down so you can visualize it and it becomes reality and you're putting it out there to the universe. It may sound a little woo woo, but trust me on this. When you have that goal written down, you can look at it and it is there because a goal that's not written down uh, is definitely a wish. And it's something you can take action on. You can take action on your goals. Personally, myself, it's getting the crazy season here with politics. Uh, the the right is saying the right or the Republicans are saying if Joe Biden is elected, then the country's over. And the left is saying if Donald Trump is reelected, the country's over. Now, personally, I don't affiliate with any political party, but if I had to choose one, I suppose it would be libertarian because they are more in the middle. And that's where I am. I feel like a political alien. I feel like I don't fit in with any party at all because I find things I disagree with. And I'm too much of an individual to have a party name attached to my name that's representative because I'm going to find something I disagree with in just about every single political party that there is. So I'm not a fan of a party. I guess I'm, I'm just... I'm in the middle. I'm me. I want what's best for everybody. And whoever's going to do what's best for everybody, you know, we can deb debate that or talk about it. 
So now you know my my political leanings that I'm in the center. But I got tired of being in the middle. I used to argue with people online on both the left and the right. Talk about a lonely existence. You, I don't even have the benefit of being at one. You know, it's me against both parties. So, but honestly, it looks like pro wrestling to me. They're both, um, you know, they're they're too partisan for me, my liking. But I, anyway, the point is, is that I can't control politicians. I can't control politics. I can't control how people vote. I can control how I vote. You know, I can control my thoughts and my actions. So you should focus on what you can control. What you can control is what you do with your investing. Uh, you know, I'm reading charts. I did videos yesterday. Uh, I uploaded my second chart reading video. So I'm taking some trending tickers off of Yahoo Finance a couple times a week. And I'm doing a quick, maybe like 10, 12 minute or so video on chart reading uh, technical analysis. So fundamental analysis is looking at like the balance sheet and the numbers, earnings per share, that stuff. Technical analysis is basically price, price movement, price, price, price. It's uh, praise Jesus. So what I'm hearing in my head right now. Well, I got lots of voices. Don't worry. That's it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly normal. So price movement is. Uh, technical analysis. I like it. It's looking at the candlesticks, looking at different uh, in- indicators and oscillators and momentum predict- predictors and moving averages. That's all technical analysis, everything on the chart. So I see a lot of these retail investors, like people that are buying into uh, Tesla and Neo are two of the ones I did. And they are just speculating on price. They're, they're not investing in companies. There's no way to... They're baiting. They're basically betting on the price action. Is it going to go up, and how much? And how much money can I get from this thing moving up? And when you have millions and millions of retail investors that are not professionals doing that every day, it's no wonder that these companies that have these insane valuations just keep moving up like Tesla. It's like I predicted. This is why they. So actually, on my stashing were the acorns, which is. Uh, subsidiary of Dapper Dividends on YouTube, my little tongue-in-cheek play there. I showed how Johnson and Johnson, all their stock splits since 1947. If you had bought one share of Johnson and Johnson in 1947 before the first split, which was technically not a split, it was a 100% stock dividend. So instead of paying you in money, they paid you in one share for every share you own. So one share of Johnson and Johnson, you now got one share. That was the dividend in 1947. So if you had one share of Johnson and Johnson in 1947, today it would be worth roughly 1,666 shares of Johnson and Johnson stock after all their splits. So splits are powerful. And you kind of knew this was going to happen with the retail investors. People were saying, wow, Tesla and Apple, they look really cheap. This was yesterday morning. They don't understand. I don't know how they don't understand, but all that in Tesla's case, if Tesla was worth $5, they said, here, give me that five. Here's five single dollar bills. So they take, (laughs) they took five apples and they cut it up into five equal apples. So you have the same weighting. It doesn't change the market cap. It doesn't change anything just from the split. What changes the market cap is all these people saying like, wow, it was worth a $5 bill on Friday. And now on Monday, it's worth a $1 bill. Holy cow, look how cheap it is. So don't fall for that. Make sure that you are 
doing your due diligence. You hear that a lot. Fundamentals, look at the fundamentals, look at the companies, don't buy stories. That's a big pet peeve of mine is that these people are buying stories like Nikola, Neo, uh, Tesla is probably going to be the unicorn. Yes, it's a unicorn. But so many of these companies I see, they have a story. That's what their CEOs do. That's what the company does. They spin a good story to get that share price moving and to sucker people in. So just don't do that. Look at the fundamentals. Look at, make sure that the valuation is proper. What You will not go wrong. Think of it this way. You will not go wrong if you look at the earnings per share and that that is growing year over year. And then look at the cash flow. Just make sure they have cash flow and earnings per share. And then as a dividend growth investor, I look at the dividend and make sure that it's healthy and sustainable. And it is at least at a, at a minimum under 70%, uh, unless it's a REIT, which has to pay out 90% by law. But just to make sure that it is 70% underneath the payout ratio. And if you look at free cash flow ratio, it's usually going to be less, hopefully. So look at the fundamentals, make sure that you know what you're investing in and don't buy the story. Stories will get you in trouble. Stories are not good. The big blue chip premium companies. If you want to know what the secret is, just buy companies. If you want to be safe, buy companies that make money. Don't buy companies that do not make money unless there's some black swan thing or there's some crazy pandemic thing like this. McDonald's is fine. If there was something crazy that happened and for one quarter they didn't make money, that's not going to really change things. That's not going to move the needle that much, except make it cheaper for you to get in. But Tesla's nutty, dude. Here's, here's dude. I called you dude. <laughs> I should just let that out. I want to sound a little more professional. So totally, dude. Tesla's, dude, check it out, dude. Tesla only made 891,000 cars since 2012, dude. So let's translate that away from the California surfer speak from SoCal. So Tesla did, there's the so again, did you hear it? So, so buttons on your underwear they used to say when I was a kid and boy is that corny. Tesla made 891,000 cars since 2012. They are larger, I think I saw than the top three, I don't remember if it's the US or the worldwide three auto manufacturers combined, but I did this quick look up before I came on. Oh, one other thing I did before I came on, uh, my daughter had, when we were in Myrtle Beach, the kids were at Ron John and she didn't see any shirt she wanted. Her cousins were getting shirts that were 20 bucks a pop. And my youngest daughter, who is a year younger than her show, she's 11, my oldest is 12. She was getting a shirt and my 12 year old said, I'm upset. I don't, She's like, I want to get a shirt. Everybody's getting something. So I want to, I, I got to find something to buy because I don't want to be the only one doesn't get something. Saw that as a perfect teachable moment. I said, you know what? How about this? Why don't we, because she owns Walmart in her portfolio, in her uh, custodial account that she won't be able to touch until she's 21. I said, I'll tell you what, I'll put $20 in your custodial account and I'll let you pick right now which one you want it to go into. And she said, well, let's put it in Walmart. So sure enough, she didn't get a shirt. She taught her the lesson of delaying gratification. And I said, now this $20 in probably in some time, I don't know exactly when, but this will more than likely because of share price appreciation and reinvested dividends, this will be worth another $20. It'll be worth $40. 
And those shirts that they're buying right now, they're going to outgrow, they're going to wear out, they're going to get donated or thrown in the garbage, and there will be nothing. But you will still have something that is paying you money. This is a very important lesson. I got her to get on board. The younger one is, she's getting there. But I'm teaching them delayed gratification. Think of the future. Don't just think of that ephemeral, which means really quickly and short-lived gratification. Just that instant hit of, wow, that's a, that's a cool thing. I got it now. No, think of the future. This is a mind shift that I wish somebody beat into my head when I was younger. So back to that loop. Let me close it about Tesla. Oh, no. So I'm, I'm looping myself here. I'm all loopy. So Walmart today announced that they are releasing Walmart Plus. So for $98 a year, they'll have unlimited free delivery. They will have access to the retail scan and go app while you're online shopping and you can access discounts at the pump at their gas stations. Very cool. They they say it's not competing with Amazon, but come on, this is a direct undercutting of Amazon and competing at a direct blow to Amazon. So Walmart shares were up almost $10 today in after hours or total uh, another buck or so in after hours. So I showed her that. I was like, look at that. That 20 bucks we put in uh, back in July is probably worth, it's probably already gained like two, two, three bucks already. Maybe not that much. I don't know how to figure it out yet. I've, um, we'll figure that out later. So anyway, I, I used it as another teachable lesson to show her. Now it has appreciated in price, but that t-shirt that her sister got, do you think you could sell that for $20 right now? You would be hard pressed to sell a worn Ron John t-shirt, even if it's worn once for full price that you paid. But that 20 bucks she put into Walmart is now worth more than $20. Super important lesson. I love it. And Tesla did produce 891,000, I should say only 891,000 automobiles since 2012. Toyota, about 10 million annually. 10 million Toyota's market cap is currently 185 billion. Tesla, 442 billion. Just an absurd valuation that what Tesla went up, increased product uh, earnings, what, 3% or so? And then boom, they're, they're just the seventh largest company. Okay, I, I don't see how this is sustainable, but we'll see, stranger things have happened. I don't see any reason why Tesla is 68% bigger than Toyota is right now. That to me is que loco, how crazy. That I was going to say something more in Spanish, but no, we'll just, I'm going to lose all y'all. If you're still with me, all y'all, thanks for sticking around. So that's crazy. That's what's going on with Tesla. I did a chart reading on them and I called it. I said, and if check out, go to YouTube, check it out type in dapper dividends you'll see it from yesterday uh big tesla logo right in the middle the big tesla logo right in the middle of the thumbnail tesla thumbnail get those t's thumbnail who's in england i know i have people over there what accent is that let me know on twitter at rusty ram 78 they say that they don't say t they say f is that cockney is that like uh, east end Uh, i think they they think I think I'm gonna, <laughs> I think about it. I think about it. Is that it? They they don't say the T's, they say F's. Let me know what that is if anybody knows. I think that is Cockney. I could look it up, but I'm not going to. It'll be more fun this way. I don't know what I was talking about. I completely lost my train of thought. That's what I do. 
nope, I can't get it. Anyway, so let's just jump right into what I am investing in since we are not speculating on price around these parts. On Friday, I forgot to mention that I had received dividends from Eaton Corporation, $7.30, big $7.30 from Eaton on 10 shares. And then today I received $3.10 from Invesco, ticker symbol IVZ, and that was on 20 shares. And then sadly, I still have shares of Wells Fargo. I was chasing yield and starting a position, and then I backed off, have five shares before they cut the dividend. So I only got 50 cents on those five shares. It's still something. I'll take it. That's 50 cents off of a share of whatever I I bought. I bought a share of AbbVie. So that's 50 cents off a share of AbbVie today. You can look at it that way. I'm constantly mixing in my dividends with new capital that I'm deploying. So I don't let dividends collect. Every week I put in money. Every week I'm putting in money into my taxable account to invest. And that's on top of money that I have going into the IRA. So that automated, that's one of the things I would say, you should at least automate 10% savings, minimum 10%, pay yourself first and have that automated. However you need to do it, as soon as you get money, once a week, once a month, whatever that cycle is, 10% should be automatically, that should be the bare, bare, bare minimum 10%. And have that put into ETFs if you need or or your brokerage account, wherever. That's my opinion, not advice. That's what I would do if I were you, but I'm not you. So let's move along to what I bought today. I bought yesterday, I bought one share of AbbVie at $94.99. And then today, some little bit of negative news I'll get out to in a minute. I bought another share at $91.96. So that added $4.72 per share per year for a total of $9.44. So just like that, between yesterday and today, I've locked in almost an additional $10 of income, buying income, buying time, buying more of other people's time that work inside AbbVie. So I will one day sell less of mine because in this life, you are either going to be a net seller of time or a net buyer of time. And when you're a net buyer of time, You are like the CEO of Nike. Think of all the time that they buy from all those employees. CEO from Nike ain't making shoes. He isn't going down to the factory line and stapling the leather, gluing it or hot gluing it. I don't know how his shoe is made, whatever they do. But the point is he's buying people's time to make the shoes and deliver the shoes and sell them and market. That's what he's doing. He's mitigating those, uh, necessities to other people. He's delegating Richard Branson, one of the great delegators that we have. So what went on with Abby today? Why did it drop? So the House Committee in the United States here subpoenaed AbbVie over Humira's drug pricing. Little concerning, I think this is what scared and spooked some people, is that Humira's over one half of AbbVie's profits. That's a lot. And I know Humira is going to be ex- uh, expiring soon and the biosimilars are going to be able to come on and compete and use their patent and compete with them over, over one of their flagship products. But don't worry about it. This is why I'm still investing. If you remember, they bought Allergan. So Allergan is going to be adding many, many new drugs. And I counted here. So they are going to... So I, I, went on, I just went on Allergan's site and I clicked on their products and I counted 125 products in the Allergan pipeline. So that's an influx of new products. Uh, I did not know that they made breast implants. 
they make breast implants. So as an investor in Abvi, you are investing in breast implants. How about that? <laughs> That's a little surprised to see that, but I guess I shouldn't because Allergan is kind of famous for Botox. So they have a lot of uh, women's skincare products and women's aesthetics products is what Allergan does. So I don't know. You tell me, do you think there's going to be a market for women's beauty products? Do you think women are going to want to be looking beautiful? I don't know. That might be a dying industry, women's beauty products. I think that might be going away. Let me know on on Twitter at RustyRam78 what you think. So 125 products in the pipeline. Even if Humira goes away, that's a big blow. It's never fully going to go away. There's just going to be added pressure from biosimilars uh, with that. So I'm still investing in AbbVie. I love AbbVie. I think AbbVie is a screaming buy. They have a super low uh, payout ratio. Solid company. I work at AbbVie too, so I may be a little bit biased, but you know, I'm not. I'm not willing to buy them at any price. I tweeted out that if you're willing to buy or sell at any price, you're not thinking rationally. So I could kick myself because uh, I guess I'm a little hypocritical there because I did say that every Friday I'm buying a share of Pepsi, but it's part of a larger plan that's been pre-thought out. So I'm not just knee-jerk saying like, just buy, 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 <laughs> whatever. I don't care. Sell it. Whatever it is right now, just sell get out there and sell, sell, sell trading places. If you haven't seen trading places with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd, you've got to check that movie out. It's a great movie from the eighties. That was Mortimer. I don't remember the other person's name, but that's a famous uh, line from the movie. So check that out. Nothing happened in my self-directed IRA. I didn't buy anything. The market's crazy. I think it's just overvalued. And uh, what are you going to do? So Make sure you follow me on Twitter at RustyRam78. Please head over to YouTube. Even if you don't watch it, if you're listening to this, go to YouTube, type in Dapper Dividends and subscribe. I really could use the help. You don't even have to get and click the bell so you're notified. I'd like it if you did. A um, little bit of a different thing I'm doing over there. I run this little project that's eh, it's hit and miss. Uh, where I put $50 into the Stash app, the Worthy Bonds app, and the Acorns app. I'm adding 20 bucks a month and doing this for a few years and sharing the results. I, I'm doing it as an experiment to show people how quickly you can grow something by just putting in a certain set amount and just leaving it. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll be right back with my song of the show. And I'm back with the song of the show. And this week, it is one that reminds me of my Navy days. This is a very so a very cool song that makes me smile. It is the Unforgiven 2 by Metallica. So this is going back to 1997 when I first got to Norfolk, Virginia. Didn't know anybody. I was brand new environment, brand new area. Had never lived on a ship before. This was the fleet. This was the Navy Navy. This wasn't schooling and this wasn't boot camp. So when I was off of work, the way it goes, there's a bit of a feeling out process with people that have been on the boat. And there's a good month before people really, you don't know anybody. And I was only 18. So a lot of days there was on my own until I started getting invited to hang out with people outside of the boat when they figured, all right, this guy's cool. Um, There was times I had to, I would ride the bus. This is how boring it was. My best friend was my CD Walkman. 
So it was a radio and a CD player I could bring along with me everywhere. I went through a lot of batteries. I did a lot of walking those days. And I remember the radio station in Norfolk, Norfolk, as they called it. So Norfolk, you say, but you can also stay out of way on the radio saying Norfolk. I just forgot the call letters, but it was a rock station in Norfolk. Tommy and Rumble was one of the shows that was on it. This is this is going to be so esoteric. If you unless you're in Virginia and you remember Tommy and Rumble in the morning, please hit me up and let me know the call letters. I'm not going to Google that either. So I would take the bus to Chesapeake Bay Mall or Military Circle Mall. I would take I would get on buses, ride it to the end of the line, see what was there and then get back on the bus like an hour or two later and take it back to base. There was different uh, bus routes. That's what yours truly did for the first month or so. So January of 97, this was a new album by Metallica and I would listen and this song was played a lot. So I remember so many days in January in Norfolk, Virginia, an 18 year old me, yours truly, sitting on buses going into stores, killing time. I would go to movies. It was a rather lonely existence. There was no cell phones. I didn't even have a pager. And what are you going to do? It it was an interesting time in my life. So cool song by Metallica. This always makes me smile because as soon as I hear that song starting, I remember sitting on a bus in January on a Saturday, riding to the end of the line, listening to this. And that's what I did. So I hope you enjoyed this. Definitely subscribe. Petty Officer Knopf is ordering you to leave me a review, subscribe, do whatever you have to do. I am going to get out of here. I will talk to all y'all on Friday. Peace.